0: Welcome back to She is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's Word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on doctrine. Church history, culture, testimonies, and more on whatever podcast platform you use, and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And make sure you follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can receive notifications when we post a new episode, which is every other Monday. And make sure that you are following us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast so you can catch additional episode resources and engage with us on there. Well, I am your co-host Delaney, and I'm here in the studio with my co-host Bev. We were over the crack of dawn today. We
1: were. Boy, this is early. I wasn't yeah. even sure the church would be open. But it was. I know. I, I called my dad on the way here. I was like, "Are we gonna set alarms off?" And he's yeah. like,
0: "No, we're probably <laughs> on camera though, for sure." Yeah, he's like, "You're fine. People come to church earlier than you on yeah. Saturdays." So I was like, "Oh, yeah.
1: yeah." I thought men's group probably meet early Saturday. Yeah, morning. I
0: forgot. I was a little concerned yeah. that we'd be a security threat yeah. or something. I know. But we're fine. I know,
1: hauled off to jail. All right, Delaney, let's settle in. We've got Mm -hmm. an important message this morning, but before we start, we always like to ask each other a question, just kind of where we're at. Uh, Where do you see God transforming you in your life right now? I think something that's been really on
0: my heart and mind, it's not anything new, necessarily.
1: It doesn't have to be new to be impactful.
0: That's true, and it's been um, more of this like daily thing with the Lord, just as I have been living my life, certain fears have, you know, popped up or, you know, I'm nervous about this certain relationship or I'm, I have an anxious moment and the spirit has just brought to mind and helped me be like, help me choose with the power of the spirit. I trust the Lord. I just keep saying that to myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm worried about this in the future and this, and it's just, I trust the Lord. And just something very simple, but I feel like I don't know if maybe I've never done it in this way before, or maybe I'm just doing it more often, (laughs) but I just, the spirit has really helped me to choose that in a way. And so that's called maturity. Yeah, maybe. You're maturing
1: in your faith because, Delaney, you can look back and see God's faithfulness. Yeah. And it helps us to not to worry about the future that right. we really can trust. And boy, just what I know about your testimony, God has done miraculous yeah, things. Yeah, He's got for a
0: good you. track record. He with does me. have a good track record, honey. <laughs> so
1: you can trust Him for sure. Yeah.
0: So I trust the Lord. That's what I keep saying. And, and for me, It's not a flippant, I trust the Lord. It is a, I'm choosing to trust
1: the Lord. That's an important word, you're choosing. Choosing. According to the power of the Spirit. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you can choose all you want, but if you're not doing it in His power, it's going to be pointless. Totally. So that's where I'm at. And boy, does that ever fit in with um, our topic today, Delaney. Mm -hmm. And really, our topic today fits in because our topic is that What does it mean to be living in the power of the Holy Spirit? Mm. This could be considered really part two of our other podcast. You can look back several podcasts, and that one is called Troubling the Holy Spirit. We gave that one several weeks ago. So start there and then follow it up with this one, and um, you'll kind of get more of a complete picture of the Holy Spirit in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, we can know about the Holy Spirit and even say, yes, he lives in me, but... We live no differently than those who do not have the Holy Spirit living in them. Are we different from our pre-Christian self? Ask ask ourselves that. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to live the Christian life in our own strength or power, um, rather than the power of the Spirit? Are we living below our God-given means? Galatians three three says: After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Our key verse for today is from Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So instead of being filled with this chemical, be filled with the Holy Spirit so that that's controlling our actions, and it's compared to how alcohol controls our actions at times. Right. So that is a very key verse for talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit that when we become Christians, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Um, we, from a, Ephesians 1, it says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance and until the redemption of those who are God's possessions. To the praise of his glory. So that is our assurance. We Mm -hmm. have the Holy Spirit, but are we tapping into his power? Are we seeking him? The Holy Spirit never leaves the Christian. That has to be a a very major point when we start talking about the Holy Spirit. Right. Although he can be grieved and quenched, which that is what is the teaching on that first podcast, Mm -hmm. the filling of the Holy Spirit is different from sealing of the Holy Spirit. A quote that defines this filling is this, living by the Spirit or being filled with the Spirit implies a habitual, continual, and active interaction with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not a one-time experience like the um, the sealing of the Holy right. Spirit. This is something that we can experience daily. The Spirit never leaves us, but His filling, or this His controlling of us, is something we should constantly be pursuing. This living by the Spirit has great implications for everything in a Christian's life. Scripture is filled with truths we need to know in order to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Delaney, would you start us off with asking um, what it is to be filled with the Spirit and a couple of key things this means for us? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's get into it. I think something that I love that you're pointing out too, Bev, is... How relational this is it is like this is not a hey you do this and then the spirit will do this
1: for you and it's not a formula
0: no and it's it's something that you're growing in and you're learning in and so I hope that you also as you're listening to this you kind of get that flavor like this is a relationship with the Holy Spirit and yes he lives in us and we're sealed but how that's going to work out in our lives changes as we grow and mature and just in different seasons of our life so Luke 11 13 um, is where I kind of want to focus some of this today, is Jesus teaching the disciples about how to pray. He starts with showing the disciples how to pray. This is where we get the Lord's prayer. And then Jesus uses this metaphoric language to show them the importance of persistence in praying. And then this section of scripture culminates with Jesus explaining that because God is our father and gives us good gifts, then we should have confidence in asking God, our father for the gift of the Holy spirit. Jesus says that God's our father. And just as a good father would never give his child a snake when he asked for a fish or a scorpion, when he asked for an egg, I kind of had to laugh at that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cute. Yeah. Um, just the same, in the same way, God, will give us even more of a good gift when we ask for the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of the comparison in this chapter is like, a good dad, if you're going to ask for a fish, he's not going to hand you something dangerous.
1: He wants what's good for you. He wants us to ask. This is a great invitation, isn't it? And it shows his generosity.
0: Totally. It shows God's desire for us is for the power of the Holy Spirit to live in us. And so he wants us to ask. I love that. And I also loved the language around asking, right? It's not this command or this like, okay, I'm just going to activate the power of the Holy Spirit. No, it's asking the Holy Spirit, asking God to continue to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And that is a way different um, heart position Isn't it? than like a, I'm just going to command or I'm just going to try to activate. You
1: know, it's a gift and he gives it it's generously, but if you don't demand a gift.
0: Yeah. And asking is humility,
1: it is. right? When it we is. have to it ask. It shows our need.
0: Yes. So I, mm-hmm. I love that that language and I feel like that's a, that's a great way to think about it. But this kind of ask is not some like genie rubbing magic wand special secret ask of the Holy Spirit. Um, this is not the Holy Spirit activate song or asking for the power of the Spirit in a transactional, self-possessed, self-motivated way. The Holy Spirit is not... performer. He's not a genie. He is not um, at your disposal in the sense that you can control or direct him. And I feel like this is something that we, I'm seeing a huge trend of lately is all of these like kind of, I I would call a lot of them false teachers or these false self-proclaimed apostles and prophets are using the Holy Spirit as almost like a magic wand. Delaney, that's not new.
1: I would imagine. I've seen it for decades. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a, okay, I'm going to just tap in. And it's like, okay, yes, we do have the Holy Spirit living in us, but we need to just be careful about how we're thinking about the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit in us. He's not like for us in the sense of like a selfish motivated way. So just be ca- just be cautious with this language around the Holy Spirit. Just be cautious with people who are talking about the Holy Spirit and really those who are trying to weaponize the Holy Spirit living inside them to make something of themselves or for well, selfish or gain
1: to, to manipulate others. To manipulate others. The, well, God told me.
0: Right? right? So we have to be really yeah. so just mm-hmm. be really careful with that as we're talking about this Holy Spirit conversation. Um, Luke 11, one through 13 is clear that a mark of a true Holy spirit filled Christian is a Christian who prays mm-hmm. and humbly yet boldly asks for the Holy spirit to fill them. And I feel like the humility is, is going to be that kind of that key piece for you to differentiate like, okay, is this person maybe, or am I trying to use the Holy spirit in a selfish way or in a way that honors the Lord and is for his purpose. So we also know that to be filled with the Spirit is essential for us to be convicted of sin at conversion and beyond, um, and we see this language throughout John 16:7 through 11 and 1 Thessalonians 1:5. 1, the Holy Spirit fills the believer or the Holy Spirit-filled believer, lives a life marked by conviction. It starts, This is an important point
1: yeah, because this is a huge ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life, and this is the one we often want to reject.
0: Well, this is actually, in my life, in times where I wondered, was I even a Christian at this point when I really wasn't following the Lord? I can look back and be like, I was living, yes, I was living in sin. I was convicted of it and i know that that's how i was a believer mm. because i felt a um, the hand of the lord heavy on me yeah like david in psalm 51 yes the weight <laughs> yes. of mm-hmm. sin now i chose to ignore it yeah which for a we while. can do for a while until I couldn't anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, the conviction is a huge marker of someone who's a true believer in Christ. And it does start at salvation when the Spirit enables us to see that we are sinners, that we need to repent, trust Christ for salvation. But it also continues as the Spirit sanctifies our daily sin. Um, I was reading in Ezekiel 47 and It describes one of the prophet Ezekiel's visions about the new temple. And there's this really beautiful scene that helped me picture the work of the holy spirit in the life of a believer
1: love pictures (laughs) yes
0: this helped me like kind of be like okay this is how this works so in this vision that ezekiel has a river comes out from underneath the temple and this unnamed guide is leading ezekiel through the waters of this river the water's depth increases at first it hits um, ezekiel's ankles Then, as they wade through the water the waters hit their knees and then Ezekiel's waist and Ezekiel waded into the water each depth. He didn't dive head first or jump in and sink into this water. and went increasingly, the water started to move, get deeper and deeper and deeper. It increased depth as he walked. Um, Charles Spurgeon had this to say about this passage that Spurgeon saw a spiritual analogy between the life of faith and swimming. We start out as floating in faith. I love that picture. Right. Floating yeah. in faith, somewhat passively, just mm-hmm. keeping our head up out of the water. We then progress to swimming by faith. Mm-hmm. And I always love that. Like, the same is true for our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like, as we grow from a baby Christian to a mature follower of Christ, we will become more filled with the Holy Spirit. This means that we'll become more convicted of our sin. We'll depend on the Holy Spirit in our daily lives more. We'll become more and more like Christ. And so I want to be careful to kind of make sure that we aren't using the level of, like there aren't levels to the Holy spirit. Like I would be careful to use that kind of language because levels kind of make you feel like there's only special people have access to this next True. level or, you know, yep. whatever rather.
1: We like to compare ourselves to others. Yeah. And I
0: feel like then people can, they use that to dupe you of like, get to yeah. this next level, next level. And that's more legalistic language. Yeah. Rather, as we mature in our faith, the Holy spirit teaches us more and more how to appropriate the power of the Holy spirit that is already in us. And actually, Peter Reed, this Appropriate the Spirit that is in us, Um, I was at a talk that he did um, this past summer, one of the most influential talks I've ever heard in my life, and Peter Reed actually just preached here at Grace not that long ago, and he said to appropriate the power of the Spirit that's already in you. He's like, it's already in you. You have access to it. Ask for it and live it out. Yeah. And I was like, I loved that language because it was different than
1: other language that I'd heard about the Holy Spirit. What Appropriate. What a great word. Right. Appropriate. That really, really clears it up, doesn't it? Right. Very direct, distinct. Yes. yep.
0: So as we mature in our faith, to be filled with the Spirit is essential for us to be able to share the gospel um, with God's power to reach others. I mean, this is a huge piece of this. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: And so we see this in Acts one eight. We see this in Romans 8.26. We see this in Ephesians 3. Tons of places, but... The Holy Spirit's power also has a purpose. And this is one of the major purposes of the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of these purposes is described in Acts 1-8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth, which is basically the near, here, far. (laughs) Yes. Where we lack maybe the desire or maybe the boldness or the love or the the fill-in-the-blank to share the gospel the Holy Spirit strengthens us to first grasp the depths of God's love in our own hearts, but then to share it with others. So the Holy Spirit, when we are weak in those areas, the lack of desire maybe for you, the boldness, maybe the love, um, or maybe we're scared. Where we lack, the Holy
1: Spirit is able to give us that strength to preach the gospel. Yeah, and we don't know really truly where people's hearts are. Mm -hmm. And so it it has to be the Holy Spirit working in us as we share our faith. Totally. Because he he would know you may approach one person differently than the next person because the Spirit guides and that's very helpful Mm -hmm. in reaching others. But let's go through a few other important aspects of what it is to live and be filled in the power of the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit and living by His power means we have power over sin. Mm. Romans 8, 1 through 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. These two verses are some of the best news we will ever hear. First, because Christ's sacrificial death on my behalf has paid the penalty for my sin, I can be free of the condemnation for my sin. I am free from the punishment of sin because Christ took my punishment for sin, which was death. And he had that death on the cross. And second, the Holy Spirit can enter our life now, giving us eternal life. And eternal life is life with God that begins here and now. Not only does the Spirit bring this life of God. Can you imagine this, Delaney? Just think. The Spirit brings Mm -hmm. the life of God inside of us. He also sets us free from this law of sin and death.
0: Yeah. I think about um, in Pilgrim's Progress, that burden that yes, Christian that carries yeah. the whole time. And that that was something I actually, Jack's like is obsessed with watching <clears throat> Pilgrim's Progress. And that's an image that he we keep coming back to is in the Christian life. Yes, we are going to, there's always going to be a struggle with sin. Right. And I think, Yes, there's a tension of like, okay, I don't want to sin. I can't stop sinning. And like, Spirit, help me not to sin. But when we have a relationship with Christ and when we're living out the power of the Holy Spirit, the burden, like he's picking up that burden yes, for us. Yes, We are not carrying that pack on our back no. by ourselves.
1: And we can't take it off. No. He has to remove it. He has to take it off. He so has to remove it. Yeah. Just hopeful of, who. He's, he's helping me. Right. The Holy Spirit has power over sin mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. So if we're not having this relationship with the Holy Spirit, we're not going to have power over sin. Right. In our flesh, we do not have power over sin. Since the first man, Adam, we have all chosen to sin against a holy God. It is the Spirit of God living in God's people that have the power to overcome the power of sin. Mm-hmm. Romans 8 is filled with teaching on the Holy Spirit. If you want to really look at it more carefully, the Holy Spirit more carefully, understand him more, just spend some time in Romans 8, um, John 14. These are classic areas where the Holy Spirit's ministry is really described. Verse 12 in chapter 8 says, Therefore, brothers or sisters, have an, you ha- we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh. To live according to it, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Yeah. In other words, you live trying to, to make yourself right in your own righteousness. You cannot save yourself. But if the Spirit, if in, by the, uh, let me get this right, I want to read it directly. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So there's the key statement. Right. By the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the the body, you will live. That's just saying that is a sign of a person who has been saved. Right. That's our sign. Right. And you can go to James and see the same thing. This means we have little to no power over sin, but the Spirit living in us will give us His power not to sin. Well, I- and we also talked about this in
0: our last episode, <clears throat> so too, that the Holy Spirit inside of us also advocates within us for us to live righteously.
1: He does. So he's bringing it to mind. He's helping us. We literally cannot do it without him. We cannot. We cannot. I read a statement about this that really stopped me in my tracks, and I and I really had to think about it. Listen to this. I mean, this is so direct. If you are sinning, you are not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. It would be antithetical
0: for you to be sinning and living in the power of the Spirit. There's no sin within God. Yeah, exactly, Delaney. Yeah.
1: See, but that, that was really in my face. And I had to really think about that. Where am I sinning? I'm not in that, whatever I'm doing in sin, I am not living by the spirit. Yeah, And this doesn't
0: mean that if you have the Holy Spirit, you will never sin.
1: This doesn't mean that. No, because that is going to be something we experience in the next life where Mm. sin is removed. Yeah. Now we have power over it, but it's not removed.
0: Right. That's a good, that's a good way to put that. We'll still have the, the bird and the pack on our back and right, like through
1: the Christian life, and then like he helps us with it? No, he removes it, all the guilt and all the punishment. However, I would call it more there are Hmm. stones in the road. Hmm. and god can use those stones to help us to grow they're never there to undermine our faith in him right unless the enemy puts them there but god turns that those stones that we're stumbling over into things that cause us to continue on in the christian life yeah i love that i love imagery Imagery. i do too (laughs) we're uh, you know, what do they call that kind of thinker when we have to see it in pictures? I don't, I don't remember, but I think I've just, I've, I'm reading so many children's books and yes. all the, watching yes. all the kids' movies. Everything's an image to me it right is, now. It is. Well, living in the power of the Spirit and being filled by Him will also open up to us the scriptures. I love 2 Timothy 3.16. says that all scripture is God-breathed, Breath is the Spirit of God. The Spirit relayed the Word of God to the people who wrote the Bible. The Bible is not man's word, but rather it is the inspired Word of God through the Spirit of God delivered to people to record. If the Spirit of God brought the word to us, he can help us to know God's word, to understand its meaning, and to apply it to our lives. This is a huge part of his ministry to mm-hmm. us. The Spirit illuminates the Bible for us. 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 teach us about God's wisdom. Listen to some of these verses from Second, um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. However, as it is written what no eye has ever seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. And it just goes on and on there uh, again in chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians about how the Spirit illuminates the Word. Um, this is so clear. Living in the power of the Holy Spirit will mean an understanding of Scripture. Yeah those many years I taught the Bible in BSF, I saw this process come alive in so many women. It was Mm -hmm. so exciting to see. The aha moment. They come in with their arms crossed, like, prove it to me, and I really don't want to be here. But then the Spirit would open their eyes to see the truth of God's words, and their lives would be forever changed, and they'd be crying through lectures just because the Word of God and the Holy Spirit was just bringing it to their hearts. Right.
0: And and the Holy Spirit helps you also. I know for me when I'm studying, helps it make sense sense like all of a sudden something I didn't understand or maybe something I wasn't doing it clicks in a new way and I'm like thank you Holy Spirit for showing me this because or
1: he'll bring it to mind yes like if I'm considering something and I'm and uh, you know he he gives me wisdom to know what's right and wrong Mm mm-hmm I still need that. I'm 70, but I still need his wisdom to know right and wrong, because there's a lot of gray areas in life. Yeah. And the the Spirit really helps us with that. It helps us how to make a discerning, wise decision based off the Bible's principles. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, John 14, I said that's such a great chapter on the Holy Spirit, but listen to verses 25 and 26. All this. I, Jesus is speaking here. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you mm-hmm. all things and will remind you of everything I said to you. And boy, do I find that so often. Whenever I'm preparing to teach or I, I'm, I'm feeling discouraged, he So often bring scripture to mind, but you know, you got to be in scripture, Mm -hmm. know scripture in order to have it come to mind.
0: Right. No. And I love that you saying that as a teacher too, that it's not anything that you or I could do. Like we can be faithful to prepare and speak the word, but it's the spirit that's going to make it click for the person listening. Absolutely. It's the spirit. Like we're just the vessel, the messenger. That's
1: right. This is why God's word is different than any other book, because Mm -hmm. it's the Holy Spirit empowered. Right. Word of God, it's the, it's the God breathed. Yeah. I love that. Anything else, Delaney? What more should we go over with our
0: yeah audience? There's there's a few more ways that being filled with the Holy Spirit will mean. Um, like living by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to walk through some of these verses here. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us to become more like Jesus. To be filled with the Spirit is to be like Jesus since the Spirit is also having Jesus in us. We see this in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. The power... All these verses oh. on the Holy
1: Spirit. There's so many when you sit down to try to put them together.
0: I know we couldn't. Li- I I just tried to list them because I'm like I can't read no, them all. You but can, we
1: can't on this. And, but boy, listen. but you,
0: you you listeners, you go yeah. look them up. Yeah, we did. Yes, and it was s- powerful. They're so good. Um, The power that we need for serving God is the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot glorify God as we serve him if we serve in our own power. True. The spirit in us will always glorify God. Amen. And we see this, it's not us. And we can't like, then it's doing stuff on our own power and our own strength. And so we see this in first Corinthians 12. We also need the power of the Holy Spirit in our everyday living to lead us. Um, we see this in Psalm 143. We see this in Acts 13. So it's, will we lead or be led? I feel like that's a great way oh, to think about it? this.
1: That's a good question. And if
0: I'm leading, we're going to go off a cliff. Yep, exactly. So I need to. we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And be
1: willing to be led. Yeah, yeah. It, t- it takes something on our part too. It does. It takes a an acceptance down. and a willingness to follow mm-hmm. um, obedience.
0: Yeah, and not quench his voice. Mm-hmm. It also means to be filled with the Holy To be filled by the Holy Spirit is to live in hope. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. He gives us that perspective, mm-hmm. that hope for our future. We see this in Romans 15, 13. Um, to be living by the power of the Spirit will mean living securely in your salvation.
1: Absolutely. Ooh. We can't have security without that spirit, witnessing to our spirit that we've been accepted yeah, by re- the Father. Reminding us that we're mm-hmm. saints. Yes. Positionally. Romans,
0: um, that's from Romans eight. And then to be living in the power of the Lord will mean power over the enemy, over temptation. Boy, is that an important point. Yes. And we see this in 1 John 4, 4. The enemy does not have power
1: against us. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that. Um, that we are not helpless against the enemy, that God's power is stronger. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And he who is in you is the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's important to talk about that. um, This is not like a battle between Satan and God that's like on the same level either. Because I do hear this language a lot like on Instagram of people saying like, okay, well, we need to do this and this and this and this and this to thwart Satan's parts. like, no, 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 no. There's nothing that I on myself can do. It's, it's the Lord and Satan's already defeated. He's not destroyed yet, but he's defeated, but it's the Lord is handling that. And so I don't need to, um, make myself a champion here to like go against the devil in that way. Mm. But I feel like people kind of think that like,
1: this is well, like, again, that's that false prophet type like, or that behavior. we're the white knight yeah. in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like, it's mm, our no power. It's our strength and that we're in control and we really, we are helpless before the enemy. Um, but with the spirit of God in us, that is our defender. Yeah, he is. And so I know
0: for me and my life, uh, my experience with the Holy spirit has been really marked by conviction of sin that has been the time where i've probably felt the holy spirit like one of the times i felt the holy spirit the strongest is this deep grief over my sin and this like he showed it to me i i don't want it like he changes my desire to like not want to do that sin anymore and then helps me stop stop like i how about
1: your guilt how what doesn't he handle your guilt as well and comfort you and
0: yeah i i think for me it looks more now it looks more like grief i think when i first started like really following the lord it war it felt more of like a guilt and a shame which is not from the holy spirit we want like a healthy conviction over our sin we want to grieve it but we also don't want to stay stuck in that where we can't move past it and i remember telling um Oh, like a mentor in my life like i'm having a hard time like i've repented of this and i'm having a hard time moving on yes and her being like let it go like there's you need to stop like because that's also sinful too yes to continue to keep yourself in that pit
1: well that's unbelief yeah
0: and it's fear i think it, there was some fear you know a lot and of it's things self-punishment up we like to punish ourselves
1: yeah so when I, god hasn't
0: right and so it was like me not living and that's also me not living in the power of the spirit. Yes, it is. To yeah. let it to let it go after you've repented of it is also not living in the power of the spirit. And so that's been a thing in my in my journey as I've waded deeper into the waters of Christianity. Yes. That has been a thing for me of okay, mm-hmm. this deep, I want to have a deep conviction over sin, but I don't want to stay stuck in a pit or in despair for too long. Right. And so I usually kind of time limit myself. <laughs> I'm like a day or two. Yeah. Of pain, like feeling grief, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to rejoice that, that I'm cross. forgiven. Grab yeah. onto that
1: cross, Delaney. Yeah, like rejoice, mm-hmm. I have been forgiven. Yeah. So, well, my experience, I really with the Holy Spirit has been a journey of in my teaching, actually. Mm. Um, I had to learn to h- learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. When was it the Spirit and when was it me? Um, what did God want me to say to my audience? Week after week for 30 years, I had to listen to Him. But not only, listen, I had to trust the Holy Spirit. Mm. When I first started to teach, I didn't trust the Holy Spirit at all. I just kept thinking, oh, it has to be better than this. It's not right. So I would redo and redo and throw it out and then start over. And I'd spend hours and hours just pining over it. And finally, as I... You know, continued my journey in teaching. I I started to recognize the Holy Spirit's voice. Yes, this is the direction. I got hmm. more confident and trusting in His voice, and and then I could get it on the paper, say it, and and then leave it, because right. I knew I felt this was of the Spirit. But it took me a long time to really discern His voice. I still, you know, question myself at times. Not that I'm perfect in this by any means, but. I've, that's been a learning curve for me that I've had to follow.
0: And did this just come as you were like in the word and in prayer that it just developed?
1: Every week. Yep. Praying, trusting, um, following, realizing, you know, that was the spirit. You know, when I, when someone gives me some feedback, okay, that was the spirit. And I, it, it puts it on him and takes it off of me in some way. The Holy Spirit is in charge of teaching His Word. Mm-hmm. I am just a conduit of that, and I want to remain just the conduit of it. So I had to learn, and I'm still learning. I still probably stumble on that in many ways, but um, that's been part of my process, and I, it's been a treasure to me. It's mm. really been an important piece of my relationship with the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, and even
1: daily, I, I have I, when I read my Bible daily. I write down what I feel the Holy Spirit saying to me.
0: Hmm. And do you just mull over it for I do. a little bit?
1: I do. Yeah. And I pray that whatever I feel he's talking to me about into my life as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, even when I pray, I'm, I, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I'm asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, I want that, and I know that. It's not always going to look the same for me in every season, and it's not like every single moment of every single day that I'm going to feel this fire in my belly for, like with the yeah. Spirit, but I
1: want it. Yeah, I no. do too, Delaney. I, when I wake up in the morning, most mornings I say, you know, here I am, Lord, uh, as a sacrifice to you, fill me. Mm-hmm. And in all I do, may I walk in the Spirit? Because I I know every day I I can't walk the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to defeat sin, which is, you know, um, knocking on my door all the time. Mm -hmm. I love that.
0: Well, we have a question for you, listeners. As you've been listening to this episode, we want to challenge you with some questions for you to think about. How have you been experiencing the power of God's Spirit and will you seek to daily be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to live that abundant life that Christ promised? It's a good question. I'm asking myself that right now. Yeah, yeah. We let the Holy Spirit transform you, use you, guide you in all things. This here, I am. Send me. It's it, there. Is it is a humble ask, but it is a confident ask because God is our Father, Absolutely. and so we can come before Him with a childlike confidence and faith of god you are you give us good gifts we trust you we want this and so we we pray for you listeners that this would be something
1: that you do in your own heart right now as you're listening to this lord god thank you for this wonderful truth that we have the power of the holy spirit your spirit living in us bringing us the life of god in our life what a precious sacred truth this is May we live every day conscious and in relationship with your Holy Spirit, overcoming the sin that dogs on our heels, those stones in our path, Lord. Thank you for removing the pack on our back that was um, removed at the cross. But still, Lord, we cannot live this life without your power in our lives. And you give it to us through your Holy Spirit. So may each and every person uh, listening to this and, and Delaney and I, may we continue on in our journey, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, overcoming through him and not in our own strength, which is never enough. In Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.